Welcome to the Healthcare Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Professionals in the healthcare industry have a lot to manage, from sensitive data to patients' well-being. Staying organized with so many stressful responsibilities requires a little help now and again. Here to tell us about the effect of virtual therapists on the therapy world is Melissa De Silva, co-creator and owner of Assistant to the Therapist. Melissa, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm super pumped about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to dive into all this and uh, specifically this idea of freeing up time for professionals to do their job. You know, this is something that I've seen in a lot of other industries. We had someone on our education podcast talk to us about a, a cool app that automates a lot of the back office paperwork. I mean, totally different, but in essence, the same thing, right? Clearing up time and helping the professional do what they were meant to do and what they trained to do, which um, I think is really exciting and beneficial tech. So let's start first with what got you into this world. You know, do you have any sort of personal connection to virtual assistants? Yes. So I am a mental health therapist and I run a small mental health agency called East Coast Mental Wellness. And I wouldn't have been able to grow my agency as fast as I've been able to if I didn't have a virtual assistant. When I got my first assistant, my whole life changed. It gave me the opportunity to live the life that I wanted to live when I first started the business. So we all start our business for a different reason, right? We think we're like, oh, flexible time and this and that. And then once you get into the business, you realize you're working 60 hours a week. So having a virtual assistant really freed up my time so I could be a really effective therapist and also be able to run my business smoothly. What does a virtual assistant do comprehensively? You know, what aspects of you know, the administrative process or anything does a virtual assistant help out with? So the virtual assistants can help out with a variety of different things. So they tend to work with what you need. If you're a therapist and you're in session all day, but you're still waiting for new clients to call in, but you can't answer your phone because you're meeting with clients, you're going to lose that potential new client because you're not answering the phone. And they're just going to go to the next person on the list. Next person who answers that phone will probably land that client. So having a virtual assistant answer that phone, you will get that client because they were able to answer the phone. Another thing is, is billings and claims. Therapists do not get into the business of therapy to deal with insurance companies. They give therapists the runaround. And so to spend the 45 minutes on the phone and not bring in any income isn't worth it. So if you have a virtual assistant who is willing to sit on the phone and fight with insurance companies to get your reimbursement, it's worth the having the assistant help you out. My assistant ended up being even more. I now call her my lady sitter because she's helped me organize my whole life, really. This morning, she reminded me I needed to call my dentist appointment because otherwise, I would just keep putting it away, put it away. Pretty much your assistant can be what you need them to be. I love my lady sitter. I even got her a shirt that said proud lady sitter. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I've been able to travel because my assistant takes care of the business when I'm away. They know everything that's going on. They schedule things for all the other therapists. They take intakes. They can do anything. I've even had them do social media, newsletters, emails, pretty much everything besides seeing the clients. I mean, it sounds like 
with a virtual assistant, you can have them do, you know, just about anything to help free up your life and your business life. And I mean, also sounds like they help out, you know, reminding you to go to the dentist. Like that is some important information for sure. How do you motivate them and encourage them to be almost like part of a team? Because it really sounds like you two work together really closely and, you know, your assistant is invested in your time and in what you do. So do you have any personal, I guess, mottos or kind of mission statements on how you try to engage and motivate someone that is helping you out virtually? I try to create a personal connection with them, get to know them on a personal level as well as a professional level, because you really need to have that connection, right? You have to have that like, hey, how are you doing? How are the kids doing? I also try to pay my assistants very well and allow them a lot of flexibility because that's one of the great things about being a virtual assistant is that you kind of can do things on your own time wherever you want. And a lot of people, especially college students, really want that flexibility. And I usually give my virtual assistant gifts. So I'll send them stuff and, uh, you know, make life happier for them. (laughs) I truly appreciate the work that they do because without my assistant, there would be a very small therapy practice. But with my assistant, I'm able to help so many more people. And I want to make sure they know the impact that they have on this as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's building that culture of collaboration and teamwork. You know, it makes it feel like more than just a job or something you do for money. You know, you end up getting invested and then at that point, the final product is going to be a little better. It's going to be more quality because you have a personal connection to it. You know, you you care about it. So moving on more towards the technology side of it that makes this possible, how do you communicate with your virtual assistant? Is it some sort of centralized hub? Do you ever do video chatting? What kind of tech helps make this possible? One of the most important things that I have is I regular text messaging. My phone just went off just a few seconds ago. That was my virtual assistant. Like they are able to get a hold of me at any time. That's pretty much one of the useful ways for me to keep in contact with my VA, but it works differently for other people. The other thing we use is Trello. So any thoughts that I have that I need the assistant to do, I put it on a Trello board and they can see that and they can do the job or they can add a comment to it. They can move it to another board, say it's complete so that we're all on the same page. And you can share that page with more than just your assistant. So if you have several therapists, they can add on to that as well. And Zoom. So I'm a very visual person. So having Zoom and seeing my assistant face to face really makes that connection too. Yeah, definitely. I feel like any kind of pro AV solution that could be as simple as a webcam, if you see your person's face, it's going to make the experience a little more personalized and kind of build to that that personalized culture that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, being able to have like a laugh with your virtual assistant face to face does great things for the relationship. Yeah, definitely. It's like sharing in little moments to help make the overall job process feel less like a job and more like a a team effort. I kind of want to extrapolate a little bit. I feel like for therapists, virtual assistants really free up a lot of time. They allow you and other therapists in the community to do more work, to focus on their patients. How do you think something like a virtual assistant can affect other aspects of healthcare? Do you see this catching on to other professions? 
I believe so. Because of the fact that I have a virtual assistant, they also do research for me and create templates and things like that. One of the things that we were able to create was the transgender resource guide. And that was a compilation of all transgender friendly services in our area. Now, if I had to do that by myself, it would have never gotten done. So being able to create resources for the community, being able to join boards that benefit the community have really happen because I have the extra free time. And I think virtual assistants are going to explode all over the place because it helps out people in different fields and even people who aren't in business. I mean, if somebody was just there to say like, hey, did you take your medication today? Did you make your appointment? And don't forget, you have to go shopping. And this is all virtually. That might be a great thing for even somebody who is a homemaker and just needs a little extra help. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's something that could just become part of your daily life, right? You just check in with your virtual assistant who reminds you, hey, you got to do your groceries today, all that kind of stuff. And then what about beyond into more structured healthcare systems? So let's say something like a full-on hospital operation and, you know, you have nurses, you have ER doctors, you have surgery doctors, you know, you have the whole comprehensive unit. Could you see something like that adopting virtual assistants to assist with the smaller minutia, the day-to-day things? It could happen, but they're really, you have to figure out where the snags will be for the HIPAA compliance. That's one of the issues. So if you don't have the right systems in place, then you might be in violation with that. But I think that if there's somebody out there savvy enough to create something like that, definitely. What about a virtual assistant would violate with you know HIPAA rules and regulations? So one of the things you have to worry about is your phone system. So your virtual assistant is going to be answering your phone and it could be from like the middle of the country. And it depends on what system you use and where those voicemails are being stored. And they have to be in a certain way. I don't know much about like the technology of it, but my understanding is, is that those voicemails can be transcribed and that transcription can be accessed by other people if you don't have the right padlocks in place for especially for a hospital you need to make sure like the channels of where this information is being shared is really clad iron with the HIPAA compliancy yeah I mean with healthcare there's a lot of you know a lot of rings to jump through and a lot of things to make sure that you know you're being compliant with especially because the data is so sensitive You know, you don't want your health data being misrepresented or falling in the hands of the wrong person just because you hired a virtual assistant to answer your phone for you. So, yeah, I I definitely see where the cautions lie. But I hope that the healthcare community as a whole could look at adopting technology like this and help like this because it's flexible, I think, for both parties. It allows a flexible schedule for the assistant And it creates more time for the professionals to, you know, do what they were meant to do. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that you do have to pay money to make sure that your phone lines are HIPAA compliant. You can't just use Google Voice. That doesn't work. It's not compliant. And so you have to figure out what phone lines are compliant. You also have to make sure that everything that you send out that has identifying information is encrypted. And that's so that somebody out in the dark web can't just grab your information and use it for their use. So last thing I want to touch on is for you personally, what has been maybe one of the most, I don't know, momentous things that you were able to do because you had a virtual assistant helping you out? And 
what kind of advice would you then, you know, take with that experience for other people who are considering taking on a virtual assistant? I think one of the greatest things was starting my practice. I shared a one room office with two other clinicians. And then in less than three years, I've grown my practice to 13 clinicians and 13 office spaces. And that's all due to having somebody on the back end, really putting things together and keeping things in systems and allowing me to still know what's going on, but be able to do the work that I am trained to do. So I think that's pretty much a huge deal because For therapists, it usually takes about a year to really get your own private practice going, get your full caseload. But I've been able to do that for several other therapists in such a short amount of time. And so that's why I've created assistant to the therapist, because I want other therapists to be able to do what they do and not have to worry about the other stuff. Because the more therapists that can do work in the community, the better off the community is going to be. I love that, you know, having that social context, that social focus. I think it's it's a great motivator and it's something that can really help push innovation. And so thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Melissa, to help us better understand how virtual assistants are really changing up the therapy space and how maybe they could make their ways into other aspects of healthcare. Absolutely. And I'm so glad to share the wisdom because this can be beneficial to so many people out there and create so many jobs for other people who might not be able to get out and work a traditional type of job. Yeah, agreed. Not only is it helpful, but I mean, it's it's helpful for both parties, which I think is one of the most exciting parts of that technology. So again, Melissa, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time. Mm-hmm.